Christ and according all the way around. Got me over looking like a redneck. V-neck. Hey, oh! Was that a double pop? I think so. Wow. Hey. Oh. That's all that Italian meat he had. Garlic, yes. Pops. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See? There he is. <laughs> that reverb. Welcome <laughs> to this week's episode of the Vexed Intellect. Got a Jared Dam, the ladies' man, to my north uh, west. Uh, ladies' oh. man, I don't, I don't know. You know the, what? I'll, I'll claim it. The yeah. man, the myth, and the legend. Mm-hmm. Got uh, Jameson St. James, the intellectual, uh, <coughs> to my northeast. Hey, it's me. You uh, got me. Moniker. You don't have a name? Dang, nah. Huh. Black man champion, baby. For oh. us, by us. Well, okay. Yeah, boy. <laughs> uh, we got super producer Kyle uh, to my immediate west. Wait. Yeah. To my, my west. <laughs> yeah. We are the facts. Gentlemen, how are we doing? How are we doing this week? Uh, I'm back. Hey. Feeling, feeling, feeling better. Feeling better. Uh, Thought I was going to die. Mm, damn. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm good. Did you? Uh, uh, Jared Dam is back from a brief stint with uh, Coronas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did have. You got tested. They said you were clear. Well, the the deal the deal is um, Friday night. Um, I did have a six pack of Coronas by myself. Nice with limes, and I was enjoying it. Nice. And all I know is 24 hours later, all of a sudden I was sick. Now, I'm not saying Whoa. that, you know, it has anything to do with the Corona company um, and, and, and their fine production and their product. And I'll be willing to <laughs> test it over and over and over again just to ensure, for free, of course, um, just to ensure that, you know, nothing is. So uh, what kind of stuff were you doing with the bottle to? Uh, no, no, no. See, you nasty. See, why you do that? Why you do that? Why you, why you gotta a, be nasty? Catch a catch a case. No, no, no. Somebody press some buttons. I don't. I don't know what buttons to press. It's nasty. Yeah. I'm go. just asking. It's like, I, man. I'm just saying. I what just, in the world? I I, just, I had coronas and then I got sick. I don't know. Cool. I've got it. Maybe the limes had listeria or something. Wow. Wow. James and St. James. How everything's going on with you? You good? Oh yeah, everything's great. Yeah. Everything is great. Uh Head home, St. Louis, for a little bit of a trip. Thanks. Thanks. All the hate here. I can't even get my thought out. But uh, my bad. All good. Uh. Still mad about the Italian beef comment. I had to get a little get back. <laughs> I was gonna mute you, but it wouldn't help on this. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And right. uh, who else we got? Oh, we got Super Producer Kyle. Super Producer Kyle, how's your, how's your, how you doing, bud? Oh, can, you, yeah. can you get on the mic, please? He didn't have a mic, actually. Yeah. And, yeah. My, my, man, my man is focused on producing. He, he ain't got yeah, time for the dilly dally. Yeah. Exactly. 
All right, uh, our word of the day is... Vis-a-vis. Vis-a-vis means in relation to uh, or compared with. Uh, It is a preposition. Uh, We will be doing a lot of comparison today uh, with our topic. We'll be talking about... uh, Gail King and, um, you know, just civil discourse, uh, how to have civil discourse and uh, how to compare, uh, agendas and interviews and that kind of stuff. So, uh, today's day is February 13th, 2020. Uh, a couple fun facts about today. Uh, I'm going to have a whole bunch of historical shit just, um, on this day in 1996, uh, rapper Tupac Shakur released uh, the classic All Eyes on Me. All right. Oh. Yep. And, um. <laughs> you know, that's. Wrong song. Machiavelli, ain't it? Anyway, uh, and on this day in uh, 2015, <laughs> Drake released uh, If You're Reading This Is Too Late. Uh, he dropped it, um, surprise album. His fourth mixtape, man, and uh, probably my, possibly my favorite Drake project. Well, take care, but uh, I really enjoyed, if you're reading this, it's too late. Um, So, anyway, I think that is a great time to get into... First things first. Five. All right, it seems uh, we're talking about the coronavirus... Uh, every every week, so kind of give an update on on where we stand now. Over one thousand dead and over forty three thousand infected worldwide. Um, you know, and I know we've had some recent updates between uh, cruise cruise ships for for Royal Caribbean being canceled and and still a couple of uh, those those liners having over five thousand people still stuck between two ships. Uh, gentlemen, um, any thoughts or any, anything that you want to discuss in regards to this this virus? This Y'all see, they had that uh, cruise ship docked. They're using it as like a quarantine space. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that is wild. And like they're not testing right on there. They just just in case. Yeah, yeah. None of them have it. They're just like, sorry, they keep getting rejected <laughs> because of their protocol. <laughs> and it's so interesting to me. It's not funny. Like. Not funny, but it, I'm laughing. I'm talking myself. Oh yeah. yeah, no. It it reminds me of all of these movies that we've seen. Yeah. Children of Men. Uh, Twenty eight days later. It's just so crazy that this could could really turn into a pandemic. I guess the uh, uh, I guess the upside is that no one's becoming a zombie, but uh, people are still dying. So. Hopefully we can get this under control. Yeah, we had our first U.S. Uh, death too this week, right? Yeah, yeah, we we did. Um, I read somewhere that Thailand uh, doctors in Thailand are treating the coronavirus with uh, AIDS, HIV, HIV yeah. uh, treatments, uh, and supposedly it's working. So, hmm. I, I I hope it works. Four. Probably have another update next week. <laughs> uh, I mean, just being honest, it's just it's a the sweet Corona podcast. Yeah, coronavirus <laughs> podcast. All, all right, people uh, Like top Justice Department officials are intervening in a case with Roger Stone, of, oh. a former Trump aide, uh, after the president um, proposed a sit- that the sentence was unfair. 
prosecutors um, has recommended seven to nine years in prison for Mr. Stone um, above in November uh, when he was found guilty of sabotage to, to create a uh, congressional investigation. Uh, President Trump called this recommendation a miscarriage of justice. Uh, so since since then, um, there have been several prosecutors that have either uh, resigned or you know, well, basically resigned. Where where do we stand on this? Is, is is Trump still is flexing his muscles after you know becoming the Teflon the impeachment done? A mockery of justice, mockery. Yep. So. I don't think he's flexing anything. I think this was always the case. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that the the uh, verdict came down after the impeachment was over. Uh, I, I fully expect him to uh, weigh in as much as he can. And if the uh, the court doesn't bend, I wouldn't be surprised if he gave him a pardon. Wow, that would be a, a, a major I'm flex. just a good old boy. Yeah. Oh wow. I, I three. All right. This past Tuesday afternoon, um, you know, Gabrielle Union took to social media where she shared a special post about her her daughter uh, Zaya and her decision to come out as transgender. So, um, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, their 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 child, who formerly known as Zion, has decided to come out as transgender. Um, it's been kind of all over the news and everything. And I, I think what's What's the beautiful thing is that they have been open and accepted um, this child's decision to come out. Um, so, gentlemen, I, I I feel like there's there's some tension in here. So, wow, yeah, just tell me. You know, somebody's shoulders <laughs> went up. I don't. I'm not gonna say who. Just look at the camera later. Uh, but wow, but shoulders uh, went up. yeah, your shoulders kind of tensed up. Oh, mine did. Yeah. No. Yeah. Any any comments? I may have shrugged my shoulders. Oh, shrugged your shoulders. Uh, any but comments? No, there's no tension. Okay. Uh, the only comment that I have is that um, there's a couple things, right? So first, I too am glad uh, that there is a level of acceptance uh, out there in the world for people who make those decisions, uh, and when they make them, being accepted by their family and those around them is great. Uh, but you know, I think on the other side, you know, you and you may people may say. Um, Maybe not be a popular opinion, uh, but I think there's a lot of pressure now to make a decision uh, and to decide who you want to be at such a young age. Uh, I'm not sure that I think having to make a decision at such a young age uh, is the best way to go. I think kids uh, should be okay just being kids and not having to feel like they have to fit into some box that's now a newly created box. So. I think it's dope uh, how supportive they've been. Uh, I think it's important uh, for some families, especially some some men, to see you know um, NBA superstar, masculine man like Dwayne Wade uh, be uh, out in the open and accepting of his son. So I think that this is uh, definitely a dope dope thing. So happy for them. Definitely uh, created a, a safe space and environment. Yep, um, I agree with that. Yeah. Two. Your boy Jesse's back. Jesse Soulier. Yeah. Um, Justice for Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Special Prosecutor Dan Webb um, filed new charges Tuesday 
against a former Empire actor um, in connection with, once again, that um, that alleged attack that happened in Streeterville in January 2019. Uh, so, I, I basically, they, they've gone over the evidence and they've refiled on, on Jesse. All um, 16 counts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it worth it at this point? Like, <laughs> I think... I think we've wasted a lot of money, taxpayer money and time uh, on this instance. I think that um, he's already losing money and traction and popularity. Um, the time that we're spending from our judicial system uh, in a city like Chicago uh, that needs to be focused on, um, you know, programs and let's try and make the, the environment in the city better. Uh Prosecuting Juicy Smoulier <laughs> is not uh, is not needed. Well, another say, another say with that. You nailed that pig. One. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, what? Like it's a, I don't even know what that means. It's a southern expression. <laughs> it's provocative, though. It gets the people going. Speaking <laughs> of getting the people going, um, Gina Sky, a stripper at a strip club in Texas. Decided uh, very recently to climb a two-story stripper pole and to do some acrobatic moves, kind of lost traction and fell down on stage. Now, um, the 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 inner the internet has been buzzing, uh, speaking about how <laughs> this young lady broke her jaw allegedly. Her I ears I probably know. buzzing from the fall. Probably, probably <laughs> broke her jaw and um, cracked some teeth and, and kept going. You know what I'm saying? Just kept hey, dancing. That's like, a professional. Yeah, that's a professional. Like, the, get up. the work done. Right. I wanted their oh. tip game go up, though, after, like, right after everybody threw a stack up there or something. Speaking of tips, uh, mm-hmm. had a GoFundMe. Yeah. Uh, original goal was 10000 uh, 10, And uh, once people started, um, money started flowing in, they uh, upped it to twenty. So, uh, uh. allegedly, she's had surgery. Yeah. Uh, so you know, uh, get well soon. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I I wonder though if uh, I, I'm glad she got some people helped her pay because yeah. she's out there trying to make a living and you know say what you want to say about strippers, but uh, you know she's out there working for it. She's not stealing it, stealing from somebody. So independent contractor. So you know they don't they don't have much health insurance. So that that was that's good. Yep. Health insurance is probably pretty expensive for uh, strippers. I would think so. I would assert. Yeah. Wow. All right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that was first things first. Do we have a special um, shout out? Oh, we, yeah. Uh, we we do want to give a shout out um, to, I believe, a, the, the new, a new black news station launched um, this past Monday. So uh, apparently, it's but, the Black News Channel, I believe. Yeah, you want to tell us a little bit more about BNC? it? Yeah, it's based out of Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, the main uh, <laughs> investor is uh, was it Shad Khan? Shad Khan. Khan. Uh, the uh, eight billion dollar man, <laughs> billion with a B, uh, not to be confused with the eight million dollar man. Uh, he is a majority owner uh, in it, uh, and it launched this week. And oddly enough, maybe it's uh, the algorithms getting me, but uh, I did have an article uh, fed to me uh, like yesterday. So shout out. Hopefully uh, the content's good and it's representative of the community. 
Absolutely. We we need representation in the way in, in any way we can get it. Yep. All right. And that was first things first. All right. Um we here at the Vexed Intellects love the ladies. And uh to show our appreciation for the ladies, we have a segment entitled You Glow Girl, where we highlight incredible feats uh performed by women. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, this week, I just wanted to nominate uh, Jennifer King, uh, who became the first full-time African-American female coach um, in the NFL. She will be coaching on the staff of the Washington uh, R Words. So, uh, Jennifer King, you glow, girl. You glow, girl. You glow, girl. I'll go. Nobody want to be seen snapping on camera. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you glow, girl. Whoa. <sighs> Just kidding, guys. All right, I'll go next. I am going to give my selection to uh, Miss Janet Jackson. Uh, first of all, because she's, she's Janet Jackson, and she's awesome. But uh, Janet does, does have uh, plans on having a new album. A world tour coming out, and she has just been announced that, that she's headlining um, uh, the the Essence Festival uh, upcoming, along with Bruno Mars. So, Jenna Jackson, you glow, girl. You glow, girl. So, just real quick, have you guys been to Essence Festival oh, before? Yes. No, I've never been. Oh, you gotta go. I thought Wait, you were from. <laughs> you from? I'm, I am from Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, I've never been. We are not ass cracks. Um, I've never been. I, the, the times though, I've wanted because to, you guys are in the ass crack of wow. America. Spoken uh, for someone from St. Louis, but the thing about it is, <laughs> oh, the, like the reason spice. The reason why I haven't been gotta there. have a spicy but an ass crack. He had falafel earlier. He <laughs> couldn't help it. <laughs> that was crawfish. Um, <laughs> still, still spicy though. Um, no, but you know what? The, the reason now is that I have my daughter for the summer, so oh. yeah, I don't have a chance to really go. But I think my co-parents going this year because she's not going to have my daughter. So shout out to her. Have fun. Yeah, I don't sound bitter at all. Yeah, you sound very bitter. Mm-hmm. Well, all, right. all right. So this week, I am going to uh, nominate uh, my friend Diana. Uh, Kaplinger uh, from SunTrust. She did spearhead, spearhead the SunTrust On Up Movement, an initiative to increase physical awareness through web tools and an interactive space at the Battery, Atlanta. Uh, so uh, African-American lady uh, doing her thing over at SunTrust. So Diana Kaplinger, you glow, girl. You glow, girl. You glow, girl. You glow girls. All right. Uh, real men of genius. I just wanted to uh, send a uh, quick RMOG shout out to Mr. Matthew Cherry. Um, All right. He won an uh, Oscar for Best Animated uh, Short Film for uh, Hair Love. Oh, yeah. Um, so I just wanted to, to shout him out, man. I saw a tweet from him. Uh, from 2016, where he uh, pretty much put the APB out on Twitter, like, hey, you know, don't know any 3D, like, animators. I got an Oscar-worthy idea. And, uh, true enough. You know, a few years later, here we are. So, shout out to uh, Mr. Uh, Matthew A. Cherry, man. Real man. 
genius for that. Uh, <laughs> also got another real man of genius. Uh, shout out to uh, <laughs> a Mr. Uh, McConville. Uh, Bruce McConville. Um, this gentleman set fire to uh, one million dollars to keep his uh, ex-wife from having shit. <laughs> uh, read a quick uh, write-up on that. Uh, divorces are tough; it can leave a dent in your financial situation. But one man wasn't letting his ex get the best of him. Canadian man hated his ex-wife so much that he set fire to over $1 million so that she couldn't get her hands on it uh, and in the form of spousal support. Uh, Bruce McConville uh, is a <laughs> businessman from Ottawa. He sold numerous properties that he owned before withdrawing the cash from the bank and burning it. So uh, shout out to uh, Bruce McConville, a <laughs> uh, real man of genius nominee. Um, yeah. I don't wow. I don't ever want to have that much hate. <laughs> like that's petty, man. I'm here for that's, it. That's so look. <laughs> she must have been a real piece of shit. <laughs> allegedly. Like, allegedly. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. Because uh wow. Yeah. A million fulfilling dollars. Fuck it. I'd rather burn it and let you have it. Yeah, he he, he made a bad decision. Yeah. Wow. We, some people do it. We do it sometimes. Yeah. She must have been doing some uh, twirls on a t- two-story uh, stripper pole. Wow! <laughs> Before they got married. Sheesh. Wow. That's how you feel. <laughs> you know, bad decisions. Mad at her after the fact. Burn up the money. Stay with me. All right. Uh, hard to argue with, with with that train of thought, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Well, all see right. where this is going. All right, man. Uh Gail King. Whoops. <laughs> That's the wrong thing. Hey, well, there was a lot of toxic masculinity going on in, well, in the know, response. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I'm okay with that. Uh, I meant to go that. Um, so Gail King is in the news this week. Uh, did we touch on this at all last week? Because this happened. I think we touched on it briefly. We touched it. Uh, but we touched it before the backlash, before right. the response. So for those that uh, are unaware, let me um, refresh you. Uh, so all the backlash started when uh, Gail King of CBS This Morning was doing an interview with uh, basketball star uh, Lisa Leslie. And uh, I'm going to play a, a quick uh, clip here. Um, it's been said that his legacy is complicated because of sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? It's not complicated for me at all. Even if there's a few times that we've been at a club at the same time, Kobe's not the kind of guy, never been like, you know, Lisa, go get that girl or tell her or send her this. I have other NBA friends that are like that. Mm -hmm. Kobe's, he, he was never like that. I just never see have ever seen him being the kind of person that would be do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. I, that's just not the person that I know. But Lisa, you wouldn't see it, though. As his friend, you wouldn't see it. And that's possible. Mm-hmm. I just it's just I just don't I just don't believe that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying things didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe 
that things didn't happen with force. Is it even a fair question to talk about it, considering he's sorry, considering he's no longer with us and that it was resolved, or is it really part of his history? I think that the media should be more respectful. Um, at this time, it, it's like if you had questions about it, you've had many years to ask him that. I don't think it's something that we should keep hanging over his legacy. I mean, he went to, it went to trial. Yeah, but the case, is, it was dismissed because the victim in the case refused to testify. So it was dismissed. And I think that that's how we should leave it. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's... The clip that uh, spawned all the backlash. Now, uh, a lot of uh, vitriol sent uh, Gail King's way uh, after that clip surfaced. Uh, probably most famously, uh, Snoop Dogg. Uh, mm. Now, I'm not going to play the Snoop Dogg clip out of respect. Uh, while I identify as a Kobe Bryant, like, huge, huge fan uh, with uh, Snoop's... Uh, you know, passion uh, for, you know, how it's perceived that, uh, you know, an, an attempted attack on, on Kobe's legacy. Uh, Snoop said some, some pretty, um, yeah, some pretty colorful language, uh, some, some very disrespectful. Let's just go ahead and say it. Very disrespectful language uh, towards Gail. He called her, you know, a, a dog face B and, and some other stuff. So it was just really, 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 really nasty. Um, after all of the uh, the backlash, uh, Gail actually uh, she uh, took to her Instagram and then posted a video. Uh, you know, obviously after faced a lot of backlash, um, you know, Gail is, you know she spoke out uh, about the criticism uh, that she's been receiving, and uh, she says shared some things uh, from her perspective uh, and expressed that a uh, CBS rolled out that interview different than she expected. Uh, let me play a quick clip. I've been up reading the comments about the interview I did with Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant. And I know that if I had only seen the clip that you saw, I'd be extremely angry with me too. I am mortified, I'm embarrassed, and I am very angry. Uh, unbeknownst to me, my network put up a clip from a very wide-ranging interview, um, totally taken out of context, and when you see it that way, it's very jarring. It's jarring to me. I didn't even know anything about it. I started getting calls. What the hell are you doing? Why did you say this? What is happening? I did not know what people are talking about. So I... So yeah, uh, she went on to say um, uh, she was embarrassed, obviously, as she said in the clip. Um, Basically, essentially saying it was taken out of context from a, a wide ranging uh, interview. And um, her dear friend, uh, Oprah Winfrey, actually um, went uh, and defended her. Let me play that that clip uh, really quickly here. This was on uh, Hoda and Jenna, where Oprah was on. Kobe. And I just wondered just how she's doing. And she's not doing well. May I say she is not, she is not doing well because she has now death threats and has to now travel with security 
And um, she's feeling very much attacked. You know, Bill Cosby is is texting from is 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 tweeting, tweeting from jail, uh, and uh, she's not she's not doing well and feels. That was strategic, by the way, inserting a Bill Cosby. Of course, yeah, that yeah, was very very yeah. strategic. He has nothing to do with this. I'll I'll I'll, I'll play that clip. Um. So yeah, Snoop. Uh, Snoop said some some foul stuff though, and uh, so obviously uh, Oprah came out. All, um, former U.S. National uh, Security Advisor actually came out and, and tweeted and threatened Snoop. Um, Susan uh, Rice she actually um, posted a tweet. This is despicable. Gail King is one of the most principled, fair, and tough journalists alive. Snoop, back the bleep off. You come for Gail King, you, you come against an army. You will lose, and it won't be pretty. Um Saw some people actually say, like, it's funny, all that tough talk from her. But, you know, when police were gunning down black people in the street, you hear none of that tough talk when she was in office. Um, guys like Michael uh, Eric Dyson and uh, Mark Lamont Hill and uh, even Charlemagne, you know, criticized Snoop uh, for coming at Gail for not for coming at her, but calling her out her name. Right. Um, and again, deservedly. So I actually agree <laughs> with them 100 uh, percent on that. Uh, so Snoop actually came on and clarified. Let me play a, a quick clip from there. Tops, hold up, though. This, this is a bogus Snoop, clarification. There's a message for the people that need to know. I'm a nonviolent person. When I said what I said, I spoke for the people who felt like Gail was very disrespectful towards Kobe Bryant and his family. Now, with that being said, what I look like wants some harm to come to a 70-year-old woman. I was raised way better than that. I didn't want no harm to come to her and didn't threaten her. All I did was said, check it out. You out of pocket for what you're doing and we watching you. Have a little bit more respect for Vanessa, her babies, and Kobe Bryant's legacy. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, so so the only thing I'll say to that is that uh, I don't know if it's fair and balanced to show, to uh, play his recanting of his comment and not play what he actually said. Um, and I that's think it okay is because of the language, well, because of the language, and because you know what I'm saying. Uh, just, just yeah. Was, I mean, I know harsh. the reason. I know the yeah. reason why we, why we're doing it. I just yeah. wanted to say that, um, put it out there that the 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 point of it is not because we're not trying to be fair. Sure, it's sure, just sure. because um, because his language on his first tape, it just you know it's unacceptable. You Agreed. know, I've got a lot of things to say about it. Agreed. You know, and we here at the Vex Intellects, uh, we understand where he's coming from yeah. when it comes to a um, black men feeling like they are taking on black men around this me too type of uh, issue set and not taking on um, their white contemporaries. Yeah. Uh, I think that's something that we've uh, spoken on in the past. And so this is not a new, new thing. I think that, uh, you know, the conversation or backlash went way left uh, with the content of the response. And I think. Go ahead. You got something to say? Oh, no, no. Go, go oh, and I was going to say, I think that, um, you know, one of the one of the things that I heard a lot is that, uh, you know, black men are not standing in the gap for Gail King like black women typically do for black men. And I want to get there. Yeah. I want to get there. Let me. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll pause on that then. Yeah. So you got some more to, to more to add. 
All right. So, yeah, just like uh, Michael Eric Dyson, uh, Susan Rice, uh, Mark Lamont Hill and you know other people were coming out uh, in defense of uh, Gail King uh, and a bunch of other non uh, famous people. Uh, you had people uh, that kind of were understanding to Snoop's plight uh, in this. And we play a few clips. Uh, this 50 Cent, actually, um, he, he had actually made a, a post or two. He had previously made posts about Oprah and about uh, Gail. Uh, yeah. In the past, but this is a, a clip of him speaking on it at a, a red carpet event. Uh, what what the goal is? I said I just didn't understand what what the goal is at that point because she know what Kobe means to the actual culture at the same time, like they knew what Michael Jackson meant. But if somebody I just don't know what you're trying to do when the men are dead, but the system itself, the legal system, couldn't deal with it. What are you supposed to do? Publicly convict them? Is that the idea? Now, is it justice or is it revenge? At that point, right? If you're not, and you're talking to people who know him, he's a good person. Like, if you are, what you want to do about it? Now he's gone. Who can defend him at this point? It's all public opinion now. So it, it, no matter which way you look at it, I, I don't see what the goal is. I don't see how you can, everyone's greater in their absence than they are in their presence, right? All right, so they're gonna keep playing with people that are not here, and it's gonna f them over. Because people are gonna start to not like them in an intense way for doing that, because it's just not the right thing to do. So that's uh, 50. Um offering his thoughts and it's not just men uh coming to the defense of uh of snoop or just you know his the points that he's arguing or or against gail uh, it's also women uh, here's uh, ari lennox our, our our good friend uh, ari lennox ah uh, yes yeah uh, friend of the show yeah love ari by the way um uh, really i do <laughs> up. fuck gail and oh. Fuck ass, fucked up, fuck Gail, and fuck Oprah. Y'all are some self-hating pieces of shit fuck asses. Oh. If I had never seen a coon more fucking coonier than goddamn Kale, I mean Kale and 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 Okra, I'm over y'all. I'm over y'all. I don't give a fuck how rich you are, how much you fucking accomplish. You're tearing down the legacies of so many phenomenal, beautiful black men, and I don't fucking have time for it. Kale and okra. <laughs> like kale and okra. Oh, Sounds shit. like Kalilu. Yeah. Uh, now, she did apologize uh, for that after the I'm fact. I'm glad Obviously, she did. She got some backlash. She deserved uh, it. From women. Uh, <laughs> she basically said, nah, she stands by what she says. She just uh, apologizes for some of the language and some of the name calling. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's important that. Uh, and we say this a lot. I think it's important that when you're passionate about something, you know, especially if, if there's some wrongdoing, it's it's important to keep your cool in that, you know. And I and I and I and I get it because you got your phone by you the entire time, and then you you feel in some type of way, so you want to get the, get this reaction off and everything. But it's, it's important to think about it because it it takes away from the original message if you have to go back and apologize from. From how you how you're saying something, it's, it's, it's you know it's it's like you said, we can appreciate the passion, right? Um, but you know you definitely have to you know choose your words correctly in order to, in order to get your point across because 
I mean, I mean, we we can get we can get more into it as far as reactionary point. I mean, I obviously, I think we all feel the same way about how you know Gail has approached this and her her tag team partner. And I'm just using using that as a wrestling term because I'm a wrestling person, not not insinuated anything, but her tag team partner over Winfrey. We we we've, we've talked about how <laughs> I guess we want to clarify. <laughs> we talked about <laughs> whatever. I just watch wrestling uh, before I got here. Uh, hey. You know, I think um, I mean it's just it's just important to talk about how how we don't appreciate what they're doing, mm-hmm. but we got to do it in, in a tactful way um, because otherwise the message is gonna get lost. All right, I got a couple, uh, couple more clips, and then we'll. Before you play that clip, I don't even know if they know what they're doing. I don't either. That's I don't a good think point. They do I don't think though. Yeah, I really don't so. think they do either. Um, before I go to the next clip, what I think, man, is um, I think Gail felt like she had she got her one with R. Kelly. Yeah. And with how that went viral and mm-hmm. go girl, yeah, you know, you had him looking crazy up there. So I felt like she felt like she got her one. Yeah. And uh, she felt uh, compelled, like to to go after, you know, like oh, okay, I'm on fire right now. Let me. Uh, that was a heat check. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I, I think there there is something to say about the producers uh, pulling that segment out. You know, so mm-hmm. I think I think I agree with you is that she probably was like, okay, we'll go with it. I can say something about the the rape, um, not even being cognizant. I mean, I, and I feel this, I actually also feel that the response to hers was her statement was very similar. Folks weren't thinking about how they were saying it and what they were saying. Yeah. And if you look at the people who were attacking, we don't see them as the thought leaders of our community. Right. Right. So I know you got some more to, to more, yeah, some more to play, a but more uh, clips and then we'll just open it all the way up. So, uh, yeah. OJ. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> actually, came to Snoop. Real man of heinous. Oh shit! <laughs> Hello, let me play this. Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is this Kobe Bryant, uh, Gail King thing. Uh, I'm not the most objective guy when it comes to Gail King. Uh, a few years back on national TV, she made a comment that it was inappropriate for me to be visiting my ex-wife grave. Something that me, my uh, family, and uh, friends on special occasions and birthdays and Christmas and stuff had done for years and I couldn't understand why it was any of her business and why she would say that on national TV. Uh, I know this thing about Kobe, she's going to claim journalistic integrity. A whole lot of people got journalistic integrity didn't feel that this was the right time to do that. Uh, there'll be plenty of time in the future to bring up all aspects of Kobe's life. Right now, we should be celebrating the greatness of Kobe Bryant. God bless Kobe and his family. I'm just saying, take care. So I know it's OJ. I know. <laughs> but I thought he actually made some decent points and offered some context. Uh, now he might not be the most credible witness. <laughs> And in fact, Oprah did mention Bill Cosby. And again, I think that was strategic, her inserting Bill Cosby Absolutely. to uh, yeah, knock down the credibility of, of Snoop's feelings. Of the respondents. Yep. But uh, I'll actually read that tweet that she's referring to. Uh, Bill Cosby allegedly tweeted this. Ain't he legally blind? Anyway, uh, at Snoop Dogg, <laughs> when they brought me to my gated community and placed me inside of my penthouse, they didn't win, nor did they silence me. He's referring to his cell. 
<laughs> that was supposed to be a joke. Uh, it's so sad and disappointing that successful black women are being used to tarnish the image and legacy of successful black men, even in death. Uh, are these people that in need of fame, ratings, and or money? On behalf of myself, Camille, and my family, thank you, thank you, and thank you. My heartfelt prayers are with Kobe and his family, as well as with Michael Jackson and his family. Uh, may their legacies live on forever. Um, so that's um, that's the the Bill Cosby uh, tweet that Oprah was referring to. That's that's the one that was it was basically Bill Cosby won all the smoke. That was Bill Cosby's tweet about me. Like that's yeah, that's the that's, one. That's what that was. Oh, that was. Ooh, burn. Yeah, I know, right? So, uh, listen, man, I'll, I'll say this. Um, Gail was foul, period. Um, yes, the 2003 case is a part of the total <laughs> story with Kobe Bryant. Uh, the problem here is uh, Lisa is Kobe's friend and was brought on uh, to talk about Kobe and his legacy. Uh, Gail then weaponized uh, Lisa's womanhood to get a, 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 ju- a juicy moment. Uh, and then doubled down after Lisa answered and inserted uh, and Gail inserted herself with leading questions and statements like the, oh, but you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't see that remark. And then the timing, man, uh, as, uh, you know, OJ said, you know, that they haven't um, even put this man and his daughter in the ground yet. Uh, and the problem with Gail and Oprah is that, you know, they don't keep that same energy. When it comes to uh, to white men, no one is saying that we shouldn't hold people accountable. Uh, but, you know, let's let's be fair and balanced across the board. And, um, you know, they just don't keep that same energy with white men accused of, of sexual misconduct. Uh, as a matter of fact, here's a quick uh, clip on, uh, from Gail on uh, Charlie Rose. Now, for those that don't know, Charlie Rose was Gail's uh, CBS colleague that was accused by 27 women, 27 of sexual harassment. And here's what Gail had to say uh, after Charlie was uh, let go. I don't know what to say about this. You know, when when the story first broke, I said Charlie was my friend. I still consider him a friend. I know that's probably not the politically correct thing to say at this moment, but I don't believe in abandoning friends when they're down. That said, this is very troubling, very disturbing, and you can't discount what these women are saying. I know all of the men who are mentioned in the management, the management that they're saying there too. I have great respect for them. And, and this is what I know. I don't know what more we can do to Charlie Rose, except a, a public flogging. He's gone. He's not coming back to CBS News. Nora O'Donnell, John Dickerson, and I are the new team. We are working very hard here. I know that we bring up quality broadcasts surrounded by a quality team. And all we can continue to do is do the best possible, possible job that we can. So, again, Charlie Rose had 27 allegations and you know she didn't have the same energy energy yeah she just didn't it was very uh apologetic and you know sympathetic and hey what can we do you just gonna flog him to death like and she said he's not coming back to cbs kobe's not coming back yeah you know what i'm saying so uh here is actually uh the best take on this from me from uh Erica Cobb from the Daily uh, Blast Live. We actually posted Erica a couple weeks ago, but she keeps coming with the with the fire. She mm-hmm. does. 
in order to really have a conversation about why this has been such a big story if we have to talk about what was happening in 2003 when Kobe was first accused of rape. There were two different Americas. We had white households whose parents were telling their white daughters to beware of Kobe's in the wake of O.J. Simpson. We had black households who were telling their kids about the story of Emmett Till, the 14-year-old black boy who was killed in Mississippi for allegedly whistling at a white woman in 1955, and we later learned that that wasn't the truth. So when we have these two very different conversations happening, we see this Kobe Bryant situation very differently. We have some people who see a black man who got away with raping a white woman. Some of us see a black man who was accused of raping a white woman and did something that was historically daunting. not only got past these allegations and moved on with his life, but he went on to be great and inspire a lot of people. Will see his apology as an omission of guilt. Some of us see his apology as fighting for his life. And we think about Emmett Till and how many times he apologized for something he didn't do in order to fight for his life. So when we're having these conversations in mainstream media, especially as a black woman in media, We have to be so careful because this narrative has already been out there in a way that mainstream media was never about because there was zero representation in 2003 to even have a thought of what the Kobe side could have been. And now we're here and we're having these conversations and we can't have these conversations with even a hint of not having a historical context in them because it is just that painful. And that's the reason why no one wants to hear from any black woman, black man and mainstream media that isn't speaking love and peace and honor on Kobe Bryant's name less than two weeks. Erica, ladies and gentlemen. Sexual chocolate. Uh, <laughs> Literally. Yeah, man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Toxic masculinity. Ain't nothing wrong with celebrate, celebrating a beautiful black woman. I'm, I, I, I retract that. You retract that? Yeah. Flag yeah. on that yeah. toxicity? Yeah. Um, so actually, man, lastly, this is the last clip I got. Uh, with regards to the journalism part of it, here's a, a journalist, uh, Kevin Kuenka, uh, with I think are the absolute uh, facts. Uh, hold on, let me uh, cue up the clip here. What's up, y'all? Uh, here we go. Felt like there were times where in comments I was seeing um, people siding with Gail in the thought of, Hey, you're a journalist, you have to ask hard questions sometimes. And while that statement usually holds true, you always got to take into consideration that timing and especially how you word things. There's a huge difference between, excuse me, asking a question and instilling your own points of views in that question asking questions in a in a leading way and almost in an interrogation sense like when you are stating that as a fact Kobe Bryant's legacy is complicated that's not true for everybody so that is an assumption in itself when you are telling Lisa Leslie that you wouldn't know if Kobe was aggressive with females in certain contexts again What is the point of asking her a question 
if you are then going to instill your own narrative right. into her answer. And that's a very dangerous thing to do. We've seen Caucasian reporters and anchors do that for decades. And it surprises me not one bit that when people see from all colors and, and sides and places, see Gail King doing that, uh, it strikes a chord and it makes them pissed the fuck off. And they should be because there is no place in journalism for that in true interview style reporting if you're just being an objective interviewer and you're trying to get Lisa Leslie's side of the story you don't need to interject your thoughts this isn't the game I thought that was very well said yeah very well said um look man um of course it's it's turned into black men versus black women some kind of way. That's what, you know, uh, I think you were leading uh, to. Uh, sorry, actually, a lot. I got one more clip. <laughs> so this is a uh, terrain uh, Walker, man. Brilliant brother. Uh, I thought he had a good point as well. Let me play this. Lastly. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, February the 10th, and we are going into the second week of this conversation about Gail King interviewing Lisa Leslie and bringing up Kobe Bryant's allegations at the end of the interview. Everybody's on the soapbox now, complaining about that Snoop was wrong to address her the way he did, and it's gotten away from the core of the issue. It's not about all black men attacking all black women or vice versa. It's about one individual who maybe have overstepped their bounds and she got checked. What this case has become is sort of like a cipher that everybody can put their two cents into and, and get on their soapbox and give you their philosophy and theory about. The craziest thing about this to me is so many people who are talking about respect black women and you should not speak to someone that way have no consideration for what Vanessa Bryant's going through right now. Out of everybody who's talking and voicing their opinion right now, how many people have you heard say anything about Vanessa Bryant's well-being or the well-being of her remaining children? It's fake caring. People are on their soapbox. And at the end of the day, nobody is above being critiqued. Maybe Snoop Dogg shouldn't have said it in the way he said it, but maybe Gail shouldn't have done what she did either. So here we are. Thought that was well said as well. Yeah. So uh, last clip, I'm I'm done. So what it boils down to, man, um, in in my opinion, and I'll open it up to you guys uh, for some quick thoughts before we get out of here. Um, you know, the overarching theme here. Uh, to me is everybody uses us to attack us. And uh, we do this shit gleefully. Uh, that naivete of it all. Uh, what has the last 400 years shown us? <laughs> Have we truly learned anything? Uh, gentlemen, your thoughts on everything, on, on all of this. Uh, obviously, and again, at the Vex Intellects, we do not condone the language that Snoop Dogg used. That was wrong. You don't do that. Or your girl. Yeah. What's your girl's name? Oh, uh, Ari. Ari Lennox. <laughs> Kale and Okra. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we don't condone that, man. You can disagree without, um, without name calling, uh, especially, you know, those type of names. Um, we disagree with Gail. Well, I, I disagree with Gail. Let me speak for me. I disagree with, with, with how Gail handled that. I think that she, again, was looking for a moment. And it backfired. Uh, regardless of how the, the clip was chopped up. 
Yeah. Uh, those questions were asked. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it wasn't necessary. Like, like uh, the gentleman Terrain said uh, at the end there, they hadn't put him in the ground yet, man. And, they, you know, he got three daughters and a wife and, and, and you know, millions and millions of, of people that love this man. Like, that's that performative woke shit. You know what I'm saying? That's that performative shit. You know what I'm saying? That's the error that we're in where you retroactively punish somebody for some shit that was dealt with years ago. You know what I'm saying? And again, that's a part of the story. It happened, right? You, it's fair to mention it, I think. But again, she was leading with a lot of those questions and she was poking. And Lisa was visibly. You can tell she's upset. Yeah. Yeah. So I I just, I don't agree with that. Bringing it up. I, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. But anyway, what do you, what do y'all think? I mean, I mean, the, the clip said a lot, um, you know, but when it, when it, when it, when it boils down to is this, um, the tragedy of, Kobe, of us losing Kobe Bryant, we got to look at his, his entire, his entire life and we can't harp on one point that was, that, that happened in 2003 and, I, and I'm not discounting whatever went on, I don't know what went on, you know, but it's like what we talked about a, a few weeks ago on that Kobe episode. It's like the the measure of a man is is the legacy in what that man does with his life, not, you know, some, you know, not some events. I, I pride myself on, on trying to live the, the the best life possible, be the be the best person I can be, but I've done some fuck shit. We all have, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but I don't. I I I, I would hope that before you know, before I'm buried in the ground, and if I if I passed away, um, that everybody ain't bringing up the fuck shit, you know, on on, on a granular level that they want to sit there and just assert this, these days. Yeah, um, what. What um, Gail and, and Oprah has been doing, you know, um, it's it's not been fun to watch, um, and and I think I I think it's you know what Jameson said, you know the point that he made, and I think it was an excellent point is is that I don't even know, we don't even know if they even know that they're doing it. They don't they don't know that they're doing it. Like it's it's, it's like it's how can the rest of society how can at least, you know, you know, people who have the same viewpoint as the vexed intellects. How how could we, you know, explain this to these individuals to be like, hey, what you're doing is overall is, is hurting um, the community. And um, I, I don't know if there's a right answer. I don't know if it's the answer that we could get to, but it that that's what I, I take the most from that is is, is that we got to control our passion. But I I get why we're passionate, you know. Um, because this is an outrage and this is an attack, and it's wrong. It's wrong. I think it's good that the conversation's happening. I think it's good that that they've been made aware that people are paying attention. (coughs) You know what I'm saying? That people, we see you. You know what I'm saying? We see what you're doing. We see you. Yep. So that's essentially um, the crux of my comment. Uh, What I'd say, uh, I think. Clip said kind of most of most of what could be said. Yeah. But but in my opinion, I 
feel like there's a couple things, right? The first thing that Jared alluded to uh, was, I don't believe that these things are being done maliciously, right? I don't think that Oprah uh, and Gail or Kale and Okra. <laughs> I <laughs> love that, funny. by the way. I hear it every time. That, was the, that was the best part, yeah. 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 That Kale and Okra actually have an agenda against black men. I think it's quite the contrary. I think that uh, that if you look at their body of work, like in the things that they've done for blackness holistically, uh, you know, the African schools from Oprah, you know, Gail has definitely spoken out on things. She's gone after, you know, R. Kelly, which I think deservedly so, right? Yes. Uh, and, and many other things. Uh, so, so, so what I'd say is if you look at them holistically, um, you know that it's not their mission uh, to tear down black people and black men as well. But there's a couple of things I'd say uh, inside of that. You know, what I'd say is uh, we all know Oprah's story. You know, she has a very troubled uh, past when it comes to black men. Who's to say, you know, what conversation is going on in the back of her head, you know, when she sees a black man being accused of, 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 of me too, Russell Simmons, uh, Michael Jackson, uh, Kobe Bryant, like there could be a spot in her heart that she, a blind spot that she's not aware of, <laughs> you know, she was producer on the Russell Simmons on the Russell Simmons movie, but you know, upon further consideration, upon seeing what they were trying to do, she removed herself. That to me says that, Hey, she's in, but once she took a step back and took a look at it, maybe it didn't work. You know, maybe there was something there that she didn't agree with. So, so, so what I'd say is I think that there's even myself, you know, I have my own twitches and my own things that I do uh, that are probably not the most progressive, but I think overall I'm all black, everything. It's (laughs) like, you know, I don't ever set out to hurt um, anyone really even when I'm telling jokes, even when I'm talking shit, it's like, that's not my goal, but I do it. Right. And we leave people, uh, in our wake, in our wash water. Uh, and so, so what I'd say is that there's a human, human aspect of it too. When she was writing this, she was like, Hey, uh, since Lisa Leslie knows Kobe, maybe here's an opportunity for me to talk to somebody who knows him and to really get an insider's perspective but the way it came off is she's poking and prodding and really trying to lead Lisa down a, down a pathway that doesn't really honor and respect the legacy of Kobe. Uh, and so probably got a lot more things I can, I can pull forth cause I had a lot of thoughts, uh, during the, uh, um, uh, during the clips and I, and I failed to take notes. So that's on me. Uh, but I've got a few things, a few more things I can say, but I think I've said enough and, and I'd say that, uh, you know, Kale and Oprah and Okra, uh, you know, we honor the work that you've done, uh, but it's definitely time for you guys to take a look internally and figure out what's really going on. Like if you look at your position over the last several years, you know, and, and even and we can we can go as far back as the color purple uh, and we can we can go even farther back to that to actual slavery, actual post slavery, all of the. Um, the negative lessons that were learned from slavery, that power structure, I think that was passed on from the white slave master to the, the black 
the black slave master's um, lackey that was over that had to run run the black people on, on on in the field, passed down to the black man who then has power over his wife. I think that that construct is a much larger construct that we have to unpack as as, as people. And I think that uh, when it comes to black women not feeling protected, that's where it starts. And I think, uh, uh, unfortunately, when we have these folks like Snoop or 50 Cent or Lil Duval, I don't know if he was one of them. No, it was uh, Lil Boosie. Uh, We have these folks that don't have the um, wherewithal to have an intellectual discourse with themselves before they come out against something uh, representing the whole, the totality of the black man. I think it's unfair. It's an unfair comparison. Uh, And I think uh, I wish uh, that uh, gentlemen like ourselves aren't lumped into, to the same category as those guys because they don't represent us. True. Um, And so uh, black women, you know, we love you. Every week we get on here, we talk about you, Glow Girl. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you, and hopefully that you, you guys can uh, take that away from from this show. That we love you and appreciate you, but it doesn't mean that we have to stand for uh, unfair treatment and unfair behavior. And so, I think that this is a tale of two two stories. You know, Gail King definitely went about it wrong. I think that their 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 recent trajectory is moving them in the wrong direction. Uh, but I also think that the correction was incorrect as well. So that's my two cents or quarter. And uh, lastly, about, man, t- about 28 cents. 28. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want to share something uh, from Ike, man. Uh, Isaac Hayes III. Um, yeah, he made a really good point. Um, he said uh, the irony of people coming to the defense of Gail King and Oprah because people are attacking their legacy despite all the good they've done. But the reason people are attacking it is because they attack the legacies of Kobe and Michael Jackson, despite yeah. all the good they've done. Yeah. So I think both of y'all kind of said that in, in so many words, it's like the, there's a duality uh, yeah. there. And you know, we got to come together. Yeah. Period. And I think this is an example of the divisiveness uh, that still exists in our community. Us against us, man. And uh, yeah. people are being used, uh, People are being propped up in positions and, and used to, to divide. And uh, like you said, we got to come together. Respect we all we got in peace. CMB. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, but respect yeah. in peace. Man. Yeah, respect in peace. Yeah. Respect in peace. Anyway, all right, it's about an hour, man. We're trying to make the show leaner for, yeah. uh, you know. For those with a short commute. Yeah. <laughs> those that are only on the treadmill for 30 minutes at a time. Right. Um <laughs> Folks, we thank you for joining us. I think we had a, a pretty, uh, pretty good. That was, that was good. That was yeah. good. I, I think we and we were respectful. Uh, again, Kobe had a couple Kobe stands here, man. So yeah. uh, it's still raw, still raw, and damn sure he is. And you understand the the frustration. But um, anyway, um, you could have been anywhere else in the world, folks, but you're here with us, and uh, we appreciate that. Um, until next time, stay blessed, stay vexed. Uh, it is the vexed intellects. Peace. Get vexed. Peace.